Hello and thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. This is the big one. It only took us three fucking months to get here, but we finally arrived. It is episode 100. Been building the anticipation. Our inbox has been flooded with angry emails, (laughs) threats of litigation, but... I got death threats. I know. It's been crazy. <laughs> I, had to, I had to delete all my social media except Pornhub. So I've just been uh, living in the Pornhub comments. That's how I have mm-hmm. uh, the lens through which I've seen the outside world over the past several months. Just too much heat everywhere else, you know? Yeah. So I went to the hottest place on the web for some peace and quiet. <laughs> um, <laughs> episode 100, you guys. We're doing the... What was originally going to be the top 25 films of all time, but turned into the top 30. You guys fucking excited? Yeah, dude. Stoked. Hell yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be My blood is boiling. (laughs) My skin is damp. Oh, man. My eyes are crossed. Crossed? Yeah. That's how excited (laughs) I am. Shit. Well, I guess I guess we shouldn't uh, wait any longer. Let's let's just dive right into this thing. Um, I don't remember the order we were going in. Was it it was was it me, Travis, Tom, or that sounds right? I don't know. I'm just really hoping. Pretty that, sure Tom uh, was last. Yeah, I'm just really hoping that we ended on thirty because that's what I organized up to before this episode. Uh, I mean, technically 31 was the last pick we did. So 30. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got, okay, okay. Just making sure. I'm ready Don't to want run. any faux pas. Um, okay. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and kick things off. Uh, let's, let's get this, this train rolling. Uh, my number 30 pick is School of Rock. Mm-hmm. Richard Linklater's classic Comedy starring Jack. Pretty Black. high on the list there, friendo. Could have been higher, bud. But uh wow. <laughs> it's uh Tom, just... you're gonna allow that to happen? What do you mean? That he'll the... beat me? Yeah, I thought you were the number one school of rock fan. Matt's been I mean, he's been talking big about school of rock for, for some time now. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think I think I can let this one slide. I may not be the school of rock guy, but I am the Richard Linklater guy, to be fair. So Oh, sure. you got me there. Don't be too surprised. Uh, Although how many how many Linklater movies do you have on your top hundred? Three? Oh god. Maybe <laughs> maybe four. I'd have to Another one's back. coming for sure. At least oh, yeah, one. For sure. Let's see. Richard Linklater. Which one? I think is the I think three. Three Linklaters. Perhaps four. Anyway, School of Rock. It's just it just makes me feel so good. Uh, it's one of those movies that I know basically all the lines, all the words to the songs. It just makes me happy. And uh, great hangover movie. Huge hangover movie, as we discussed. It means I was drunk yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> just full of for any situation. Just there's a line from School of Rock that you can use. So. Um, an all-time classic, one of my favorites, and uh, kicking off today's huge episode with School of Rock. So that's my number 30. Beautiful. I am going to kick it off with a comedy myself, and according to my list, this is my favorite comedy. 
It is Billy Madison, oh 1995, Adam Sandler classic. You don't have um, any comedies in your top 25? I do not. Oh my God, dude. What kind of life do you live? That's hardcore. I, I made a few spots on this list for comedies, but uh, only a select few. I got to stick with the uh, the gritty good stuff. For my uh, top picks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. L- last Anyways. night, Sarah and I went out on a hot date, and um, oh. somehow we got on the topic of uh, alligators. And or no, it was Florida. We were talking about you being in Florida, Matt. And I was like, it'd be cool to go to Florida, you know, see some alligators or something. And Sarah was like, ugh, alligators? No, no. I was like, what? Do you have like a a weird alligator phobia? And it turns out. She kind of does. Like, of all the animals, like, alligators are her least favorite. And I was like, did you watch a lot of, like, Crocodile Hunter? And she goes, no. Billy Madison. <laughs> oh, no. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. I just heard her say Happy Gilmore. <laughs> From the kitchen. From downtown. Oh, I was wondering how you were going to tie this into Billy Madison. And it turns out. Well, I found a way. <laughs> uh, I have yet to see a gator. Full uh, transparency. It's fucked. Well, you haven't really left your apartment, have you? I live in a house, Tom. But yes, your house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get I get out a little bit, but gotta go out to the boonies to see gators. And uh, oh, I thought they were everywhere. Well, not not here, really. Or if they are, I don't know where to find them. I even live right by a body of water, but sadly, no gators. Um, All right, Billy well, Madison. Uh, yeah, thank you for taking my 90 seconds for uh, Billy Madison to talk about gators, <laughs> which has nothing to do with the movie, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, an all-time classic in my opinion. Um, last time I watched this, Adam Sandler's performance is very weird, um, but I don't know, it's just so quotable and still so funny. Um, I quote it to this day. It's... Uh, just one of those classic comedies I grew up with and uh, have a lot of nostalgia for. And this is my favorite, I guess. Very cool. I'm Team Happy Gilmore, for the record. Tom? Uh, n- another solid choice. Uh, Gilmore, I th- think Billy Madison's stupid. <laughs> uh, that's the point. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Madison's, it, it is good. But Happy Gilmore was always my favorite when I was a kid. Very cool. You guys are so cool. Oh, yeah. All right, Tom. Uh, yeah, my number 30 is one of the coolest movies of all time. I think it's already hit one of our lists. It is The Matrix. Blew my mind nice. in, uh, what was that, 2000, 2001? 1999. 99, yeah. Good year. Um, anyway, that's my number 30, The Matrix. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, my number 29 is a movie that's been talked about a lot on this podcast since its inception. I know Tom's a big fan. It is Ex Machina. Ooh. Sci-fi, uh, I would say classic. Um, I love love the performances, particularly Oscar Isaac, I think is amazing. In this film, uh, Alicia Vikander. Gives an amazing performance as well as the uh, the AI, and I just love the questions it poses. I love its uh, sense of place. It's basically a one location movie, and uh, gets a lot of mileage out of its uh, central concept. So, Ex Machina is uh, one of 
my favorite science fiction movies of all time. And uh, I love it very much, near and dear to me. So Ex Machina is number 29. Thought it would be higher. Well, just you wait and see what comes after. And then you'll be like, oh, that makes sense now. We got some bangers coming coming up. I already know what's coming. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, My number 29. Uh, Matt is a huge fan of this movie. Uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. Ooh. Uh, One of the best slashers of all time. Uh, The thing I like most about it, well, other than its uh, setting in or on Halloween, uh, is that there is some artistic merit to it, which uh, most slashers are absent of. So do better, slashers. Uh, (laughs) That is Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I didn't didn't even think this was going to be on the list, let alone at 29. That's fucking sweet. Uh, Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, Tom. 29. My number 29 is The Godfather. The Godfather? I didn't even know you liked that movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't talk about it because, like, why would you? Everybody's Who talks about it? <laughs> the Godfather. Likes the Godfather. I don't know. That's a great movie. Uh, it's among my favorite gangster films. And, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. I know it's not a very uh, interesting pick, but... There you go. Cool. All right. Fair enough. My number 28 is Toy Story. Mm-hmm. The one that started it all. My love of Pixar. Trace it all the way back to 1995, 1995, I believe. Your um, hatred of kids with buzz cuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kids with buzz cuts. Uh, whatever kind of dog Spud is supposed to be. I hate those dirty bastards to this day. Um, I would say it's Pixar's funniest movie. It's just very uh, well-written and intelligent and full of heart and uh, introduced some of the the best characters of all time. Woody, Buzz, Rex, Ham. It's huge. Love Toy Story. Number 28. Very cool. Good choice. Uh, My 28 is True Romance. Uh, maybe should have been a little higher, but uh, I do love this movie. It's got a great cast and great characters, and it's just like the ultimate movie fantasy. Uh, guy gets the girl, and they go on the run, and uh, chaos ensues, but so does love. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to watch it again. I, I really liked it, but... I saw it for the first time like four years ago. Uh, there was a girl I was seeing that was like her favorite movie ever. And she was like, oh my God, you haven't seen it? I'm coming over tonight to watch it. And oh, um, yeah. great film, but my mind was on um, the true romance that was going to come after the credits rolled, if you catch my drift. so mm. uh, Did you make it to the credits? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, dude, I'm not, I'm not okay. that guy. I'm not going to that if Netflix we're doing Netflix, if we're doing Netflix and chill, it's in that fucking order, okay? So, <laughs> no mixing. <laughs> Netflix then chill. Yes. <laughs> um, I need to watch it again though. I remember it was, uh, it was pretty good. Oh, also Patricia Arquette, she owned the '90s, and uh, she is a peach in this. Oh yeah, total smoke show. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Had to get that in there. Very cool. All right, Tom. Uh, number 28, The Godfather Part 2. Sorry. 
Oh my Apologies. god. Uh, it's, it's a slightly better, more nuanced, more interesting of the two. So, you know, also, The Godfather is a great score. I don't, I can't recall it when I want to, but whenever that little refrain gets in my head, it's there for like five days. Once you hear it. Yeah, it's a pretty iconic little, uh, little riff. It's pretty cool. Uh, I've never seen Godfather Part 2. I've only seen the first one. First one's really? better. First one's better. Wow. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I hear otherwise. And Tom, yeah. Tom says those, he's better. So. I've never seen but, Part 3. but Those are the same know. people who think it's cool to say Empire Strikes Back is better than A New Hope. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I believe those Disagree. <laughs> I think they all suck except for The Last Jedi. Fuck yeah, Tom. You're a hero. <laughs> um, cool. All right. That was 28. Number 27. Uh, you're going to see a lot of this guy in my top. It's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, God. Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> Get the Charlie Kaufman run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is the f- second Charlie Kaufman film thus far on my list. Um, it is... So moving. Uh, Jim Carrey, who would have thought? The guy can act uh, as a serious, serious guy. I know some people can't take him serious in this movie, but uh, I just, I don't, when I see this movie, I don't see Jim Carrey. I see um, Joel, Joel Barish, and his, uh, his sad, sad little eyes, his broken heart. And uh, it's just an amazing uh, blend of sci fi and drama, romance. And uh, love Michelle Gondry's uh, weird, like uh, not existential touches, but like just it's just it's just a strange little movie with these like little uh, weird. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. You know the scenes in the film towards the later end where they're like trying to escape the memories, and there's all these like weird distortions of of depth perception and. Uh, just um, like crumbling environment, and it's, it's neat stuff. So uh, Eternal Sunshine, kicking off the Charlie Kaufman uh, come fest. So that's 27. Train has left the station. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Uh, my number 27, this one kind of blew me away the first time I saw it. It is Safe, directed by Todd Haynes. I was wondering when that was going to uh, show up. Starring Julianne Moore, who gives a great performance. And uh, it is a beautifully shot movie. It's got a haunting score. It's uh, basically about this woman who starts to, I don't know, panic, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) She, uh, I don't know, she's dealing with some disorder where she feels like she doesn't like fit in or she's getting sick from the environment. I feel like you can put a ton of different like meanings onto what this movie is trying to say or um, just like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess just certain things that people deal with in life you could um, put onto this movie. But uh, I don't know. It just kind of blew me away. But um, yeah, I kind of just take it as like her not fitting in, her being lonely or just like, her having some illness that no one else has and can relate to. Um, but it's uh, a very powerful movie, and I would highly recommend it if you have not seen it. It's a great flick. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, disturbing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, this is 27. Yep. My number 27 is Fargo. Oh, which oh, I think yeah. already came up in oh, yeah. uh, previous previous pods. Can't remember which one of you, but mm-hmm. for me, this is the ultimate dark comedy, um, and uh, really, really funny. Hard to argue. I've been trying to get Haley to watch this fucking movie for the four years we've been together, and she just has no interest no matter really? how hard i try i tell her like it's so funny it's an r- amazing story you're gonna laugh it's gonna be you're, you're gonna love it and she just won't let me pull the trigger on it that is so weird i know she's fucked yeah i don't get it man nice fargo that was 27 moving on to 26 and we have some simpatico going on here it's another coen brothers flick I would argue they're most underrated. Although in recent years, people have been uh, well, rightfully oh, praising it as the masterpiece <laughs> that it is. But it is Inside Lewin Davis, Knew which it. Uh, is uh, about a folk singer in the early 60s, stars Oscar Isaac, and it's, it's dark, it's beautiful. He's a... Uh, Lewin Davis is a stubborn little fuck, but it's a lovable stubborn fuck. And uh, basically this movie is just uh, him getting shit on for two hours. Uh, some Sometimes it's his fault, sometimes it's not. But it's just um, uh, a brilliant uh, look into what it means to be an artist. The ups and downs, the struggles, and uh, the music is killer. I listen to the soundtrack quite frequently. Uh, it's an amazing film inside Lewin Davis not the last Coen Brothers film on my list but uh, it's amazing get into it yeah it's a great one I was uh, speaking of weirdly resistant I was weirdly resistant to watching this but um, I really loved it when I finally got around to it Mm -hmm. good stuff good stuff all right my 26 this one comes up um Every time we do a big episode, I feel like it's uh, La La Land, directed by Damien Chazelle. A banger of a musical, probably the best one, uh, in my opinion, at least. Um, love Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone in it. Uh, love how L.A. the movie is. Love that city. Love visiting. Uh, and I think it's more than just a musical. It's got a great story, too, and... It um, explores the whole dilemma of trying to pursue your passion while also being in a relationship. And um, yeah, it's amazing. I love it. I will never forget how the end of that movie made me feel the first time I watched it. I had, uh, you know, I had gotten out of a very serious long-term relationship that uh did not end on my terms, I'll put it that way. And uh, <laughs> watching the end of uh, that film, it really fucked me up. And um, yeah, I adore La La Land. It's a good pick. Did you have it on your list yet? No, not yet. Oh. Can't wait. All right. 
Very cool. Tom, 26. My number 26 is Braveheart, starring (laughs) Mr. Gibson. Uh, As you can imagine, I was obsessed with this movie as a young man. This was one of those movies that was so long it had to be on two VHS tapes. <laughs> yep, I remember those days. Old. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, that, Titanic, and fucking yes. Green Mile. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had all of those. Oh, my God. The double movies you knew were good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that is so true, though. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be the shit right here. Yeah, Braveheart is, um, I still think, is a, just a fantastic movie. It has really, like, superb battle sequences. You know, you watch these, like, medieval, you know, everybody, like, creams their jeans over that one episode of Game of Thrones and stuff. But, like, Braveheart, those those battle sequences were insane. Uh, great romance. Um, Mel Gibson's performance is really, really good. Uh, the music He's is incredible. He's beautiful in that movie. His eyes, He's so the good hair. in that movie. Oh, when no. he cries, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm welling up. Um, yeah, and it's it's just epic. Uh, big big fan of Braveheart. That is Still am. a good word to use. <laughs> Very cool. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to the top twenty-five. This is where we originally had intended to start this episode. So let's get into it. Number 25. It is, for me, Pedro Almodovar's classic, All About My Mother. Have either of you guys seen this? Nope. I think that's one of the few I haven't seen. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I fucking love this movie. This is one that I rewatched for this list and fell in love with it all over again. Um, It's so funny. It's devastating. Penelope Cruz gives an incredible performance. Uh, Marissa Paredes and Cecilia Roth are incredible as well. Just uh, perfectly encapsulates everything that Pedro Almodovar does so well as a director. And uh, uh, I think it's a good place to start if anyone isn't uh, familiar with uh, Almodovar's work. No, Travis said it's the only one, one of the few he hasn't well, seen. But I would say it's a good place. I, to Let start. me uh, rephrase that. One of his, like one of the more, or of his popular movies, like the heavy hitters. The few, uh, yes, yes. He's, he has he's made a lot, like thirty <laughs> movies. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It is my favorite film of his. Um, that's my number twenty-five. Out of nowhere, had no idea. Out of nowhere, huh? Yeah. I love mm-hmm. Almodovar. He a couple of his well, other movies were fringe, fringe top one hundred picks for me. I knew you were a fan of him, but I guess I've just never heard you talk about that one in particular. It had been a long time since I had seen it, so it wasn't really like front of mind. But I had bought the Criterion like I don't know, fucking years ago at this point, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this one in, see uh, see how it lands on a rewatch. Fair enough. You have the Criterion, so valid choice. <laughs> That's uh, my top 25 is littered with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my 25, the only PTA on my list. Any guesses? Or wait, I lied. What's I lied. Hold on. PTA? Hold on. You had another one. Yep. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's fucking. Uh, um, my last PTA then. Uh, Wait, no, you had. Wait, did you have Phantom Thread on your list? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the one I was forgetting. Oh, so this is There Will Be Blood. Yes, it is. 
Wayne. That better be. Uh, yeah, uh, amazing movie, amazing performance by DDL. Um, love the way it looks, love the score. Haven't seen it in a while, but uh, it is very iconic and memorable. And uh, yeah, it's probably due for a rewatch at this point, but still love it. Not going to get into it beyond that. Just very surface level stuff for you. <laughs> cool. My number 25 is the most quotable Western of all time, Tombstone. Nice. This movie is so <laughs> badass. Like, it's insane. And Doc Holliday is just so slick. Uh, that character is the goat. Um, did you make yeah. this list, Tom, or did your dad make this list? <laughs> well, when it comes to taste in films, there's a lot of overlap. <laughs> uh, you guys have both seen Tombstone, right? Long time ago. Once, a long time ago. Oh, man. Guys, it is, like, so fun. Uh, anyway, there you go. Tombstone, 25. Nice. I should rewatch it. Ever since I saw that Val Kilmer doc, I was a. Uh, I mean, dying to Bone watch Tomahawk. It. This, uh, these new school westerns, they don't hold a candle to the to Tombstone. Shit. Well, I'll have to I'll have to make some room for it soon. Very cool. Uh, number twenty four for me is uh, La La Land. So uh, I there love it, it. I love it exactly two picks more than Travis, and. Um, I already talked about how meaningful it was for me, but, you know, love the look, love the tunes, and Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are just perfect. Together, separate, I love them both, and I love them in this movie. So, La La Land, number 24. My 24 is The Warriors. Pretty high. Pretty high, bud. Pretty high, yes. (laughs) Now, I know... I know it is kind of a cult classic and there are a lot of fans of it, but uh, my uncle showed this to me when I was younger, before the internet even existed. And uh, so I just want to say I was hip to it before it was hip. Before the internet existed. Did he show you this when you were like five years old? Well, when did the internet come out? <laughs> well, what do we mean? <laughs> when did the when did the internet drop or when did it become accessible? When did people start using it? <laughs> I mean, Probably email like, was like 1990ish, right? Yeah, okay. I would say it became accessible in like the the late 90s. Okay, well, before I was perusing uh, IMDb and Joe Blow and all these other movie sites, <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, my uncle showed this to me, I think on VHS or DVD, whatever. Uh, and it's just, uh, I don't know. It's uh, To me, it's just a very cool movie. I love the look of it, the the uh, like the wet down streets and the, the lights uh, shimmering off of it. And um, it's just one of those cool, like, you know, one night chase type movies that uh, I'm into. I love the whole gang aspect of it and um, all their like different looks. Um, and it's just got that like classic gritty 70s feel to it as well. It's uh, it's a lot of fun and it is uh, pretty iconic, especially the ending. Oh, yeah. The ending. 
the can you dig it speech at the beginning. Yep. Good shit. Good stuff. Very nice. Very nice. Tom, what's your 24? My number 24 uh, is Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Another one that came up uh, in a previous pod. So I don't need to talk about it a whole lot. Um, I just have been obsessed with this movie since I was a kid. Uh, we already talked about how cool Robert Patrick is when he runs without like breathing like a psycho. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure at some point we talked about how ripped Linda Hamilton was in that movie and how awesome that like escape sequences at the start. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I was a big Arnold fan as a kid. Weren't we all guy oh, was yeah. a legend. Oh yeah. Who doesn't love Arnold? That's fucking sweet. All right. <clears throat> 23. Uh, I screened this film when I used to do, uh, in my, you know, the theater room, my apartment building back in the day when I was a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say of all the screenings I did, this was the one that was the uh, worst received of them all. Uh, this is David Lynch's Eraserhead. Hey, I was at that one. Boy, did people not like it. <laughs> I think you both were there, right? Tom, you were there yeah, too. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, Eraserhead sucks. Yeah, and I know you're not a fan. I don't dislike it. <laughs> I maybe don't love it as much as Matt, but... Uh... I'm a fan. I fucking love Eraserhead. It makes me so uncomfortable. I have yet to watch this movie high just because I'm afraid I won't survive. Like I just it's just one of those movies that the sound design, the subject matter, just everything about it is, is just eerie and strange and um it's not my favorite David Lynch film. There's one more that beats it out, but uh it's up there. And uh, I, I love I love the film. I think it still looks amazing, especially given uh, how low the budget was and uh, kind of put the Lynchmeister on the map. So uh, Racerhead is number 23 for me. All right. My 23 is Brian De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise. Uh, I've been trying to get people to watch this one for a while i'm gonna keep praising it until you do so mm-hmm. um it's yeah it's kind of like a rock opera i guess uh, just love the uh the music and the performances there's a few different styles of music within it because there's different acts performing um at the paradise it's yeah it's essentially like a play on fan of the opera even though i've never seen that um I think it kind of follows that loosely, that story. Uh, but yeah, great music. Uh, love the look of the Phantom. And uh, this is a lovable loser. <laughs> to uh, call back to our last Digest episode. And uh, it does look amazing. I will say that. There's some cool camera tricks. You know, you can always expect a few of those from De Palma. And... Um, yeah, I feel like it's a little underseen, especially out of his filmography, and um, I would highly recommend it. I'll uh, I'll watch it soon. Ever since you first saw it, and you've, you've been raving about it, so it's mm-hmm. uh, it's on the list. I'll let y'all report back after I uh, get around to it. Nice. All right, Tom. My number twenty-three is It Follows. Oh my <clears throat> God! You showed me up. 
<laughs> it follows yes, as like 99 on my list. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. I mean, this movie's incredible. Um, I what I love about this movie is um, how you know you can't place it like in a given time. I think we've talked about that with this movie a little bit. There's just some subtle details that make it really hard to pin it down, and um, it has that sort of classic like pulpy horror thing where sex and teenagers and that's like the source of all this this trouble but uh but the the hook of the movie is feels really novel and is uh just makes every single scene it just gives this extra element to every scene because you're you're looking in the background for something to catch your eye um so i i love the the effect that that brings to the the whole rest of the story um yeah it's, it's a great movie it's really cool i remember the soundtrack being really um really dope too the score mm-hmm. oh yeah killer score but oh, i yeah. haven't seen it for a few years i need to rewatch it what were you about to say travis oh the score amazing oh yeah 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 very nice all right moving on to 22 for me that is the graduate Starring Dustin Hoffman. Uh, this movie is hilarious. Um, 50 years, more than 50 years later, it's still relatable as hell. Like that scene where um, Dustin Hoffman's character and uh, I think Elaine is her name. They're like speeding down that highway, just like screaming about their like, you know, doubts about the future. And it's just super, uh, super relatable. Love the ending of the movie, the final shot of them just sitting in the back of the bus, like clearly coming to terms with what they just did and how crazy it is. Um, that iconic scene in the wedding where he's like banging on the on the glass to break up the wedding. Oh, so good. The Graduate is amazing. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Graduate, 22. All right, my 22 my favorite slasher of all time yep it did beat out halloween the texas chainsaw massacre directed by toby hooper uh the thing i love most about this movie is how realistic it feels and just the gritty nature of it um the quality is a little lackluster but i think it adds to the movie and makes it feel more real than it actually is um yeah, it's just so creepy. Like the the house that uh, Leatherface and his family live in and his family members. Um, there's an amazing sequence in the woods where uh, Leatherface is chasing one of the women. Um, it's just like a really long tracking shot that I love. And the ending is fantastic where he's swinging the... Uh, chainsaw as like the sun is setting uh just like it just looks like a pure yeah like it just kind of encapsulates the the craziness of leatherface and uh it's a banger uh two two notes um note one i'm glad you brought up this the nighttime scene running through the woods because that that scene Love it. Give or take, it's like <laughs> 45 minutes long. It's just way, no, it's way too much just fucking running. Like, that whole scene is like establishing shot, 
girl screaming and running, leather chase facing her. Another shot running through different bushes, Leatherface chasing her. So good. A different shot running through bushes, <laughs> Leatherface chasing her. It's just excruciatingly long. <laughs> that's like the that's like my least favorite scene in the movie. Glad you love it. And uh, it just shows his character, Matt. <laughs> and do you remember how pissed character you got? Character and creativity. <laughs> Do you remember how pissed oh. you got when we screened this before one of my Halloween parties and everybody was like talking over it, not paying attention? You were like, that was so butthurt. <laughs> I think we switched movies because people weren't into it. No, I think we had the discussion, but I'm pretty sure we we finished it. Fucking ass. But yeah, I just remember looking over at you and you're just like the meanest look on your face, just like super <laughs> focused on the movie and everybody else is like drinking and talking <laughs> Moved to each other. Moved on to the party. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was drinking and talking that whole movie. Brutal. During that one? Yeah. Didn't appreciate the nuance of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just, just went over their heads. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Very nice. All right, Tom. Uh, 22 for me is Spirited Away. Uh, this was the first Miyazaki movie I saw. It was also like the first time I was like, oh, an anime movie can be cool and good. And so from then on, I watched uh, quite a few more and I'm a fan of the genre. But um, I love how just like weird and creative and um, and uh fantastic the world is that that the main character gets sucked into and uh, i don't remember the movie that well but i do remember it having kind of like multiple almost like chapters like no face is just sort of like the middle part of the movie and um uh i don't know i love i love that as well just it's sort of like watching three movies in one yeah that's the classic um unrelated note but tom i just watched like a week or two ago i watched your name you watched that right yeah i saw your name that's that's, that's a good movie yeah i need to rewatch it because i was i was like i'm not sure why people are going insane for this but uh i mean it was fine i don't know i wasn't oh, that man. into it it's uh one of the great love stories of our time Come on, man. I think it's just missing a part where it's like uh, you wake up in the body of the opposite sex and you don't like instantly start just touching yourself. Uh, like it's, that's not in the movie, so I'm like, this is not believable. Uh, you're misremembering, dude. There's a running gag through the whole movie where the guy, every time he wakes up, he's rubbing his chest. And the little the little sister character walks in on him multiple times, just like rubbing his boobs. <laughs> so that's like a running gag in the movie. Come on, Tom, <laughs> gotta rewatch. Okay, it. I guess I am misremembering. <laughs> anyway, un- unrelated. I just I knew that you had watched it and uh, finally got around to it. It's a good movie. Uh, so a spirited away. Uh, very nice. All right, moving on to twenty one. It is one of the coolest movies ever. That is Drive. Oh, yeah. Such a cool... looks so cool. Um, if not the coolest. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Not the coolest, but pretty cool. Um, love the soundtrack. Love Ryan Gosling. He never talks. He's just hot the whole movie. That's what I look for in a movie. It's just hot, quiet dudes. 
Uh, it's hyper violent. Super sec- sexy is not the right word. It's uh, <laughs> it's very stylish and uh, tense, and I love it. Just exudes cool. It's uh, Nicholas Winding Refn's uh, best movie. So that's right. Agreed. We were having uh, we were having dinner a couple weeks ago, and I put I put the title track on Night Call, oh. and Vinny was just like compelled to dance. He stood up. In oh, yeah. this very serious way, and he danced in a way I've never seen him dance before. It was like kind of slow and intense. Oh it was God. awesome. Did he pull Man. sunglasses out of his diaper? <laughs> <laughs> Just vibing. I handed them to him. Yeah, yeah. And, when that uh, I song, hammer. when that song, when that song comes on after the opening scene. Mm-hmm. When it hits, instant cream. Oh man! Yeah, instant. no, j- no joke. That's like one <laughs> one of my favorite songs. Just like in general, Nightcall oh, yeah. is fucking fire. Oh, oh yeah, that song. Uh, All right, that's twenty one. My twenty one, and it's technically my favorite animated movie, but there is a caveat to it. It uh is a representative of three films. I'm sure you guys can guess. It is Toy Story. Oh, I was going to guess Cars. <laughs> Would have been a good guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love this. Well, I guess there's four films now, but um, I don't know. I still sometimes view it as a trilogy for some reason. Um, it's the the Andy trilogy. Yeah, the Andy trilogy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, just a great franchise all around. Uh, uh, yeah, what else is there to say about Toy Story? It's so iconic and classic. Um, so many good voice actors, so many good characters. Um, just kind of encapsulates being a kid in, well, from the perspective of your toys. But uh, <laughs> they're all so good and uh, had to have them represented on the list and... This is how I'm doing it, so deal with it. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Number 21 for me is Predator, the most (laughs) testosterone-infused film of all time. Are are you sure Predator wasn't already on your list? It was on somebody's list. It was on my list. list. Oh, Recently, okay. it was thirty-one. I okay. closed out yeah. last okay. episode. That must, that must be what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, endlessly <laughs> quotable. Um, so it's on like, all of our lists, though, right? Yeah, rightfully so. This the scene where they all take off their shirts and they pull the tree down with that rope. <laughs> Holy shit! Like that puts the volleyball scene in Top Gun to shame. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the best, Predator. Nice. Very nice. All right, number 20 for me, it's uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Um, it's my favorite Wes Anderson film. I've seen it uh, probably close to a dozen times at this point in my life, and um, it's really, really funny. It's really, really sad. Um, I love the music. I love the costuming. Um, and every time I watch it, there's just something new, maybe not new, something else that stands out to me as just being fucking hilarious. So like, I just rewatched this movie a couple months ago and I just found it hilarious that, uh, 
so Ben Stiller's character, him and his sons are always wearing those like red uh, track suits. When mm-hmm. they go to uh, Royal's funeral, um, they're all just wearing black tracksuits. That's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and for whatever reason, that had like never really jumped out to me. But um, wait, you would never caught that till recently? Well, no, it's not that I never caught it. It's just it. I was dying laughing this time. Oh, okay. You know, because was... there's like diminishing returns with laughs on a movie, right? Because there's like the yeah. big moments. But Royal Tenenbaums, like, I find something different hilarious. Every time I watch it, um, it's just it's just an incredible film. I, I it gets me. I get choked up every time at the end um, when when Ben Stiller's character, um, what's his name, Ch- Chaz, uh, when Chaz says to Royal, um, "I've had a really hard year, Dad." That just ugh, it gets me every time. And um, Royal is kind of a piece of shit, but I mean that's kind of the point of the movie. Um, yeah, my favorite Wes Anderson film. It's when he really, I think, really came into his own uh, as a visual filmmaker. And uh, I adore it. So it's number 20. Very cool. <clears throat> uh, my number 20, and this is where the top 20, I will say, these are the real heavy hitters. Nothing's breaking this top 20 for a while. Okay. Well, <laughs> you say that, but uh, just wait till you rewatch Dracula, bud. <laughs> I thought you were going to say wait till the Safties come out with their next movie. <laughs> uh, all right. So my number 20 is Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Uh, just a great representation of cabin fever. Uh, love the way it looks, the way it's shot. Uh, love the descent into madness that uh, Jack's character goes through. And um, again, another very iconic movie. It's uh, pretty spooky as well. It's got some haunting imagery, like the uh, old naked lady in uh, comes out of the bathtub. Oh god, I hate that scene. It's so gross. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. It's good um, shit. The bear blowjob. Very yep, iconic. <laughs> Pro- probably job. the most iconic uh, blowjob scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the. The image of the blood flowing out of the elevator, amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's uh, maybe it didn't nail what the book was trying to do or say or whatever, but uh, I do like Stanley Kubrick's version and um, mainly just the way it's constructed and yeah, the, the, like just the way it looks and the feeling you get while watching it. It's. Uh, it's amazing. Sick. All right. What about uh, your number 20, Tom? So I'm making some last-minute um, edits oh, here. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> How embarrassing. My number 20 is uh, The Shining. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not bringing in a new movie. Uh, uh, my number 20 is Her. Should have been higher. You didn't move that down, did you? Like you, I mean, like up. I guess is the right way to put it. Like, wait, down. What? Did you move her? <laughs> Did her go down on up? Up. Her Jesus. just went down one spot. You Meaning a little, up. a little flip. You have to guess. You're just gonna have to guess. I'm not gonna tell you. All right. All it moved right. one spot. Okay. Um, her is uh, 
so enjoyable and um, interesting and unique. And ScarJo's voice is so hot. And the little robot game that uh, that he plays is so hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's a great romance. It's it's like the quirkiest movie ever. I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's the best. I don't even really know how to articulate. I hope you do a better job of it, Matt, because I'm sure this movie will come up again. But um, yeah, I love it. I could watch it once a year for the rest of my life. Yeah, bold statement. It's great. It's a great film. Um, very cool. All right, what are we on? Nineteen. Mm-hmm. All right. Number 19, I am breathing a sigh of relief because I was worried that uh, I would upstage uh, Tom on this one. And uh, just like the hobbits bow to no one, Tom bows to no one when it comes to his Lord of the Rings fandom. So I'm glad I didn't upstage him. Uh, My number 19 is the Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. It's uh, sick. Kind of a stand-in for the trilogy. Um, I, I do no. adore all three. Well, you know, I don't need filler. We put I need this to... to bed. This whole trilogy shit. <laughs> did we? I just, I just did it like a with Toy Story. <laughs> I know. I thought about. But I thought about Toy Story does stand on its own. Right. I don't care about Toy Story as much as I care about Lord of the Rings. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> or Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's to be fair the Re- return of the king is my favorite of the three if i did break them out two towers probably wouldn't have made my top 100 and fellowship probably would have been like fringe top 100 um but i i adore the trilogy so return of the king uh is representative of the whole but it's my favorite um people always give this movie shit for having like 50 endings but i love it because i i never wanted to end you know so give me more endings. It's hundred uh, percent. The battle scenes are so epic. It's emotional. I fucking love that the movie kind of returns to like the Sam and Frodo thing after kind of uh, you know it's not front and center as much in the Two Towers. Um, there's a a lot of uh, story threads kind of uh, moving around in the Two Towers and uh, the Return of the King. Obviously, there's still a lot going on, but it centers Sam and Frodo. And uh, I love their relationship. Um, and it's just an amazing, epic film. And uh, that's my number 19. Right on. I need to uh, finally rewatch these. I've only seen them all exactly one time each. And, and you didn't see the extended versions. I have never seen the extended versions. <laughs> so that's like even more of the movie, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this winter gonna change that. Yes, very cool. We should all watch them together, and we'll like Facetime. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Tom uh, will my just turn, be doing right? his impressions the whole movie, just of all the different hobbits. <laughs> I'll just be singing Can't the wait. the score. Can't wait. All right. Go ahead, Travis. Uh, my 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a boring pick, as Tom pointed out a few picks ago. It is The Godfather. <laughs> Come on. You guys are so lame. Uh, only no, not. S- only seen this Travis one has time. safe in his top 30. One time. Only seen it once, but it did blow me away. 
and I had put it off for a long time. Not sure why, maybe the runtime. But uh, when I watched it, I was just like, wow, this really is as amazing as people say it is. And I was missing out. Haven't returned to it, probably because of the runtime. <laughs> but uh, it's a banger. Very iconic. Uh, blew me away in every sense. Um, just, you know, when you finally watch a movie and it it just hits like it's supposed to. That was the Godfather yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Luca Brazzi, uh, you know. Now you ask me to do murder for you. There's so so much. Oh man, Buca de Beppo. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Tom, what's your 19, bud? Uh, my number 19 is Moonlight. Oh, which, um, I hope you didn't swap Moonlight and her, because you'd be a coward if you did. No, I didn't. I just had Moonlight above her the whole time. Continue. Um, I've only seen this movie once, and it was so such an emotional experience. Um, I love the three parts. Uh, I loved the music. I'm. I'm. I th- I've said this before. I'm a little worried to rewatch it because I'm afraid I'll. I'll find some pieces of it like cheesy or overdone or something. But um, at least my one experience with it was uh, was pretty special. So I don't know. I'll sh- I'm sure I'll rewatch it at some point, but I'm not in a rush. You should. It, it, it went up for me on a rewatch. Same. Although I don't think Matt and I had as grand of a first experience as you did. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, we were we were team La La Land all the way. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a proud moment. Episode one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, that was nineteen. Moving on to eighteen. Terminator Two: Judgment Day. It's uh, the greatest action film of all time. It's got heart. It's got humor. Boy, does it have action. It's uh, <laughs> just an amazing, amazing movie. What more needs to be said? If you're a cis, hetero, millennial, it's in your top 100 by default. So could not be here. For me, it happens to be quite high, number 18. Uh, God, such a good movie. I've, I've seen Terminator 2, if I had to guess, probably more than any other movie in my life. Wow, it's it's close between this and um, my number sixteen pick, which you'll have to wait and see what that is. But it um, also spawned the "Your parents are dead" meme, which is one of the best memes uh, in, on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is pretty good. Uh, number eighteen, Terminator Two. Get with it. Alrighty, my eighteen is the Silence of the Lambs. Uh, one of the best. What would, you, what would you call this? Police procedural, detective, serial killer type movies. Um, great performances by everyone. I love Buffalo Bill in this. Ted Levine is amazing <laughs> as Buffalo Bill, but Buffalo Bill as a character is great. Uh, he has, I mean, he doesn't have that much screen time, but I just love every scene that he's in uh, when he's like, putting on the makeup saying he would fuck himself that's the best (laughs) the whole lotion in the basket part yeah uh the when goodbye horses plays by q lazarus 
one of the best uses of music in a movie. Uh, the ending. I love talking about how great endings are when we do this list. But uh, an amazing ending. Very iconic. The old switcheroo. Uh, the, you know, the uh, night vision goggle sequence. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, also an amazing poster. One of the best. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked a lot about posters, but that one stands out. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, man, we should have been talking more about posters this whole time. I think so. Well, I'm just looking at my list here, and that's a fucking great poster. <laughs> that's uh, that's bonus content for the Patreon. Stay tuned for the top 100 <laughs> posters of all time. Dude, I am down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's great. One of the best. Mm. Nice. All right. You guys, anything? No? You wanna... I mean, I love that movie. I, um, yeah, huge fan. I, um, like I, I got distracted. I can't even recall what movie you're talking about. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Yes, Jesus. yes, Silence of the Lambs, yeah. Um, He's talking about that old Western about Buffalo Bill. Yeah, Buffalo Bill, <laughs> Goodbye Horses. Yeah, Clerks 2, that's a great film. Um, <clears throat> Science Mon- of the Lambs. Monk, the TV show. Uh, it's a good movie. I would, I would say it's overrated. Oh, yeah, but come on, uh, coward. I don't think so. I'm I'm with Travis. <laughs> it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Just uh, you know, wasn't even uh, a thought for me. For my do you have the Criterion Blu-ray, Matt? I sure do. Ooh, have you watched it yet? Sure haven't. Pop her in because that <laughs> transfer will do wonder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Haley Haley oh, yeah. loves that movie so. Who knows? Maybe she'll want to watch it tonight. Oh, we'll see. Maybe we got some uh, primer for the rewatch. Oh yeah, maybe we got some <laughs> coming in tonight. Some brain action. <laughs> um, cool. Get yourself a nice Keanu. Yeah, dude. Um, okay. My number eighteen is Ex Machina. Uh, super creepy, Damn, super Matt, sexy, you up. super interesting. Um, I love the ending. And also, we didn't talk about this. The uh, this well, spoiler alert: the knife scene, just the way that she just robotically enters the knife into oh, and the music that kicks <laughs> in too when that happens, like the synthesizer. You're talking like near the yeah. end of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. this lasts yeah. like five minutes, probably. Yeah. Oh, it's just so it's just so cold and mechanical. Ugh. Anyway, that's my number eighteen. I also I love that. that it takes Oscar Isaac like 10 minutes to die because he's just like walking towards the camera in that hallway hallway, and he yeah. like, looks down at himself. He's like, oh, fuck. And he like falls over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oscar Isaac is one of our, our great treasures. Yeah. I mean, we can't dude, let anything bad happen to him ever. I Like, where did he come from? I feel like his drive. He. he seen drive no he came yeah he from was in venezuela like he was or wherever he's from. already pretty old <laughs> oh i thought like like how did we get him it was because of the drive i well yeah i'm just saying like i feel like we should have gotten way more oscar isaac by now but we're, we're just scratching the surface on this guy what are you talking he's in everything. guatemala <laughs> guatemala my bad i know but we didn't get like 21 year old oscar isaac is what i'm saying where i see where's he been i see I'm pretty sure. Oh, actually, fun fact. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but he lived in Florida when he was like a teenager and in his early uh, college years. He was in a ska band 
Did you guys know that? Gross. Gross? Dude, Scott is Scott. back and it's huge. Get oh into it. Oh my God. I love Scott now. You would say something. I used like to that. hate Scott, but oh man. Um, yeah, he was in a ska band. He's I a mean, hero. do you guys ever think about the fact that we're going to like be on our deathbeds and T Shell's still going to be making movies? Unless he. Uh, is he 27 yet? Is he? I don't know. You know why? I, I thought he was him. even younger than that. No, I don't know why you ask. Oh, yeah. Okay, club? yeah. I, I guess I should ask. Timothy I think he's Chalamet is 25 years old. Yeah. What the? F- was he 14 in Call Me by Your Name? What the fuck? Oh no, he was okay. Call Me by Your Name was like four years ago. <laughs> Ugh, that's kind of gross. Um, it's coming up. No. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking gross. We're anyway, my number... 17. Uh, <laughs> 17. <laughs> number 17? Uh, that call was your pick, right, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did call me by your name already. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Number 17, it's fucking Charlie Kaufman. He's back. It's Adaptation. <laughs> it's the movie that uh, inspired me to uh, waste thousands of dollars on a creative writing degree that is gonna fucking do me no good the rest of my life but adaptation nick cage spike jones i mean come on it's uh fucking hilarious and it is very sad um there are some incredible lines particularly there's a line that uh meryl streep's character has she she plays a, a real life author susan orlean um, there's a line where she says, uh, I suppose I do have one unembarrassed passion. It's to feel something passionately or something like that. I don't know. It's good shit. Huge. It, uh, <laughs> the Nick Cage in the dual role is, uh, Charlie and Donald Kaufman is, uh, is amazing. Um, you guys have both seen adaptation, right? I've only seen it once. Don't really remember anything about it. Oh man, right Sorry for to... a rewatch, dude. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I uh I'm in the same boat. Seen it once. Chris Cooper, you guys probably won't remember this then if that's the case, but Chris Cooper, he has a like a a tangent that he goes on where he talks about uh being obsessed with fish. It's it's called the fuck fish monologue. It's amazing. It's, this is just an amazing. Where is it called that like on Reddit? Uh me. I I just coined it now. The fuck fish monologue. <laughs> Um, it'll make sense yeah, when you rewatch it. It'll make sense. Um, Matt, I if we ever do any uh, bonus content, we got to do Charlie Kaufman's filmography, and you can just come for like two straight hours. Oh man, don't tease a guy with a good time. <laughs> come on, uh, I'm down any day of the week to talk. <clears throat> well, about Charlie I need Kaufman. an excuse to uh, watch all this stuff again. So, uh, adaptation. I love it. Everyone should watch it. It's number seventeen. All right. <clears throat> My 17 is the original Star Wars. The one that started it all. Franchise mm-hmm. that won't stop <laughs> now that Disney's bought them. But uh, I have a uh, pretty big love for this franchise still. And uh, the first one is the best one, in my opinion. It is a little corny and cheesy at times, but um, I think that just adds a little charm to it. 
Uh, my favorite thing about this one, and I've probably said it before on the podcast, is like the the final sequence where the space battle and Luke and the squad against Vader and his fucking so epic. Usually I'm a lightsaber kind of guy, but the lightsaber action in A New Hope or the first one is pretty lackluster, but the space battle is incredible and just feels the most Star Wars to me. The score coming in, it's uh, too good. A New it's Hope is... too good. It, it's my least favorite of the original trilogy, but... <laughs> I do. I do agree with you <laughs> that oh, the man. most the most Star Wars scene in any Star Wars movie is definitely use the force, Luke. When he puts up his visor and he like shoots the thing, blows up the Death Star. That is the most Star Wars moment in all of Star Wars and it's uh iconic <laughs> for a reason. So good. Uh your your Obi-Wan sounds a lot like um <laughs> Like Paul McCartney, <laughs> but th- specifically the Paul McCartney in uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Paul. R- Paul Rudd is Paul McCartney in in that movie, right? Wait, no. I'm trying now. I'm now. This is a whole separate tangent, but I'm trying to remember oh, who God. played who. In who were the Beatles in Walk Hard? Jack Black. Oh no, Jack Black was Paul McCartney, right? Paul Rudd was Tom Lennon. Paul Rudd was Tom Lennon. (laughs) That was my Paul McCarthy. uh, Paul McCarthy. (laughs) Paul McCartney. That was my Paul. That was my Obi-Wan as Paul McCartney through the lens of Paul Rudd doing John Lennon in Walk Hard. Sick. Love it. Fucking sick. That's Star Wars, baby. Already, okay. We got to wrap this up in at least the next forty-five minutes. Oh God! What did I tell you, Tom? Oh my! What did I tell you? (laughs) What do you mean? What did did I said? No distractions. None of this. Oh, I have a kid. I have a life outside of this podcast. (laughs) Bullshit, guys. Forty-five minutes. All right, we can do this. We're gonna get along, little doggy. Get along. (laughs) Okay, my number seventeen is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Whoa! Uh, Whoa! Uh, it is incredible. Uh, Travis still hasn't seen it, and that's man, a I need real to watch shame. it. You do. It is so fucking good. Um, yeah. Damn, All right. Expectations couldn't be higher at this point. Oh my god! I'm gonna see if Haley wants to watch that tonight instead of whatever other thing I was gonna. Make Silence of the them. Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, fuck Silence of the Lambs, dude. <laughs> Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, all right, number 16. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. The greatest comedy of all time. Uh, so many iconic lines. Wayne and Garth are amazing. Everybody needs to adore Wayne's World. I command it. Uh, everyone knew it was coming. Here it is, number 16. Moving on. That's when those dudes ruled the comedy world, and now they don't even exist. Ouch. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about the guy who gave us Wayne and Austin Powers, bud. So, and the cat in the hat. So, who's laughing now? <laughs> hey, I love the Austin Powers trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's keep this brief. Uh, number 16 is Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. 
my favorite of his. Um, I feel like it's maybe a little tropey, but I'm I bet he was responsible for a lot of those tropes. So it's uh, I would say influential. Uh, just love the whole mystery of it and um, the whole setup of it too. It's kind of a simple premise. Um, everyone should know it. Um, but yeah, just love the mystery and how it plays out at the end. Um, another very iconic and classic movie. Rear window walked so that the woman in the window could run, baby. Gross. I said I it. thought you were going to say Disturbia. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom, what's your 16? My, my number 16. <laughs> my number 16 is No Country for Old Men. Oh, yeah. This is probably the consensus pick of the podcast because uh, <laughs> me and Travis haven't even said the words yet but you know it's coming oh yeah oh, I mean coming. it's it's um it's a perfect movie I don't know if you guys felt this way but when I saw this movie for the first time I was like hasn't this movie been made before there's something about it that feels really really familiar but um but it's it's entirely its own um and Anton Chigurh is uh the greatest villain of all time we all agree on that and yeah fantastic movie we'll talk about it more yes we will all right mm-hmm. my number 15 is douglas sirk's classic melodrama all that heaven allows wow <laughs> it is beautiful <laughs> to look at <laughs> <laughs> it is uh todd haynes your boy todd haynes travis uh, loosely remade it as far from heaven starring julianne moore i have but seen that the original is better all that heaven allows is uh an absolutely it's a masterpiece i'm just gonna say it outright um love the colors Love the romance between Rock Hudson, Total Hunk, and Jane Wyman. What a cougar. All the heaven allows. Get into it. Number 15. Huge. All right. Uh, my 15 is Midnight Cowboy. And I have sang its praises before on the show, but I'll do it a little bit more. Um, love the jingle at the beginning of the movie that John Voight's character sings while he's like showering and getting ready and stuff. It's... So good. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just watch the first couple minutes. Uh, the other music is great in it as well. I uh, love the two lead performances um, and just their friendship. And uh, it's uh, kind of like a, not really a coming of age story because he's already of age, but it's to me it's kind of like a loss of innocence tale. He goes to the big city to try and make it and uh, he just experiences real life instead and uh very iconic ending it's uh it kind of blew me away the last time i saw it it's uh very stylized as well especially for its time doesn't get enough praise i know it won the oscar and was like a huge deal because it was x-rated but uh no one really talks about it anymore and they should it's a great film it's a fringe fringe Mm -hmm. top 100 for me um, <clears throat> number 15 for me is The Master. Yes, Tom, yes. We will talk about this movie more, <laughs> I'm sure. You can't do this every pick and just say, <laughs> oh, Matt's going to talk about this in about You're 20 trying minutes. trying to save time. <laughs> yes, I, can. I can do that. I can do that. 
Um, I mean, the performances are the standout for this movie, particularly the scene where uh, Freddy and Lancaster are drinking Freddy's fucked up juice. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the processing scenes, what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, demented therapy session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's a fantastically bizarre movie that honestly I don't remember as well as I should because it's been a long time since I've seen it, but um, it's uh, it's spectacular. Yes, it is. All right. Number 14, it is Taxi Driver. Martin Scorsese's masterpiece. Uh, this was my favorite film uh, when I first was like really becoming a cinephile. Taxi Driver, I considered to be my favorite film. And then, you know, I grew up and uh, still up there, you know, still up there. But it's, uh, wow, what a movie. Constantly, uh, what's, what's the expression? Constantly uh, mimicked, never uh, done as good as the original. You know what I'm talking about. Taxi Driver, it's iconic. Robert De Niro, one of his best performances. Uh, cleaning up the mean streets of New York. One uh, crooked fuck at a time. And I love oh, it. Yeah. Taxi Driver. Number 14. Uh, very solid choice, Matthew. Uh, my 14 was brought up Reese, well, a little bit ago. It is Fargo, directed by, technically, Joel Cohen. Not the Cohen brothers. Oh, get out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's not the important part. Uh, love the cinematography by the Diekmeister. The uh, lots of snow, which is great, great on film. Uh, love the characters and the performances. Uh, Peter Stormare and Steve Buscemi are just like a a great duo. And then uh, you know you got Frances doing her thing, but uh, William H Macy playing the guy in over his head, so fucking good. Um, mm-hmm. Like Tom said, it's the quintessential black or dark comedy, however you want to put it. And, um, yep, again, very iconic, great ending. All the uh, all the workings of a great film, Fargo 14. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Tom, 14. My 14 is Last of the Mohicans. Um <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's just, just classic <laughs> Tom slash dad pics. Yeah, classic dad pics. I'm still not convinced you didn't just like text your dad for a list of his favorite movies and just rolled with it. Uh, I love the setting. I love like, I, there's not very many good like uh, French and Indian war <laughs> movies. Um, <laughs> I love the costuming. It's got an incredible romance um, it has a, uh, a great, like, Enya interlude about two-thirds of the way through the movie. The natural setting that they film for for the setting of the film is, is really beautiful and, and striking. And then at the end, it has possibly the best duel in all of cinema between, um, between Uncas and... Magua, played by Wes Studi, who is also a total badass in this movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Still never that seen it. right for a rewatch, but I do like Matt, it. Matt, you got to get on this movie. 
I, so I'm going to tell Haley we have to watch it tonight. So that portrait of Lady on right Fire. After, right after. Right <laughs> after. Yeah. <laughs> the double header just began with triple header. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. All right. Number 13. Relatively recent first time watch, but I've seen it a second time since. It is Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. Huge. Oh, man. Just oh, I every time I think about this movie, I just have so many emotions it's it's fucking hilarious it is devastating to watch especially through a modern lens nothing has changed america should be burnt down to cinders fuck this country fuck this earth that's number 13 do the right thing all right Uh, my number 13 one of probably one of the most epic movies ever made um, at least to most people. It is uh, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yes. Very high on the list. Uh, first time I saw it, didn't really do much for me. Thought it was overrated, artsy-fartsy garbage. But uh, I've <laughs> seen it a few times since then, a couple times on the big screen. And uh, honestly, every time it just gets a little bit better. And... Uh, it's so influential, like it's crazy that he made this in the 60s. Um, there's also just so much going on, and it also looks amazing. But I I forget portions of this movie, and then when I rewatch it, it's like a, a new part of the movie for me. And um, yeah, I, it's just uh, a classic in every sense, and... Uh, I will continue to rewatch it until I die. Yeah. Pretty crazy that uh, after this movie came out, they hired Stanley Kubrick to fake the moon landing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. A little bit of movie trivia there for you. <laughs> Dude, that's nuts. <laughs> All right, Tom, 13. 13 is The Fountain by Darren Aronofsky. What? I thought you. Oh, my God. Tell me more. What you, what were you gonna say? Thought I, I thought you it? were like dying for a rewatch of it. Did, did you rewatch it? Yeah, but years ago, like five or six years ago. Oh my! I'm so proud of you, Tom. No, this movie is. We've talked about this. This movie is incredible. I I don't understand the hate that it gets. It has like really terrible reviews. At least last time I checked. Um, but it is amazing. I love the traversal through history. The weird like. Uh, interconnecting stories. It's uh, the the bizarre um, existential interlude scenes between um, husband and wife when I think she's she's dying of cancer or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I can't really say more about it. Honestly, it's been a while since I saw it, but um, it blew my mind. Fuck yeah. Travis, get on our level. Did Travis leave? Or um, he heard the fountain and he just uh, decided <laughs> to peace out. <laughs> <laughs> or he probably put himself on mute to go get a beer or something. Uh, at least I hope so. Well, let's hope that he comes back. I'll check in in a moment. But uh, moving on to number 12 for me, that is another Darren Aronofsky film. It is The Hell Wrestler. Yeah. Starring Mickey Rurick in 
I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that uh, Mickey Rourke's performance in The Wrestler is my favorite film performance of all time. I can't Jesus. think. I cannot think of another person who is more suited for a role and just more believable and amazing than Mickey Rourke. And with weirder fingernails. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> It, just what a remarkable movie. I, I, I loved wrestling as a kid. Um, this movie speaks to me. And uh, I adore it. It's uh, my number 12. Travis, where'd you go? Sorry, I went to the restroom real quick. Thought no one would notice. but uh... Oh, we noticed, <laughs> bud. <laughs> so we had a fountain right into the wrestler. A little back-to-back. Yeah. Yep. That's the second time this episode. First, it was uh, Fargo into Inside Lewin Davis. And then... Huge. Tom... Oh, well, let's see if we can create a little more magic in these uh, last few picks here. All right, boys. 12 left, 30 minutes. You've been waiting for it. Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk at number 12. Oh, no. Oh, my it's God. It's not in the top 10. Is that so a surprise, high. Matt? I honestly had forgotten. I thought we dodged a bullet and it wasn't in the top 100, if I'm being You're honest. High I can't guy. believe you. I, Tom, how could you do this to me? I can't. We can't belabor the point because we got to keep it rolling. But I know. Oh, my God. All right. Isn't Dunkirk. Incredible. All right. Uh, <laughs> Tom, I still feel so bad for you that you didn't have the same experience as me. On that fateful second viewing, oh my god. Uh, I don't know. This movie just sang to me in every way. It is, uh, to me, just one of the most like visceral and engaging war movies. Not a lot is said. Uh, I, I would say there is some character work. Some people say that that's its fault, maybe, but... Uh, as a spectacle, it's pretty hard to top, except for me. You know, I wasn't able to tell any of the characters that. apart, so. Well, you had I a terrible that. suit, and <laughs> you were probably more focused on your popcorn and Coke than the picture. Not to but, mention uh, my crying my crying wife. Because <laughs> she wasn't sitting where we were? <laughs> no, because the theater was too loud. He's blowing your eardrums out. Oh, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's amazing. It's such a spectacle. So many great action sequences. Um, Christopher Nolan is the goat for it. Right, right on. Cool. Keep My number going. 12 is The Tree of Life, directed by Terrence Malick. Um, I'll say... The most recent time I watched this, I don't remember if it was some sort of extended cut or something. Did, did they just release like a director's cut or something? Only on Criterion. Did you watch Criterion? I, did I? If you own it, I might have borrowed it from you. Uh, I do not own it. Well, anyway, I don't remember. Uh, it was a little bit Man, too long. You haven't pulled the trigger on I'll that? I'll say it. Scratch that. I did. I do own it. Scratch that. Okay. I own two copies of The Tree of Life. <laughs> this movie is uh, ambitious. I'll say, uh, tries to tie together all of the history of the universe uh, to our modern day existence. Uh, but it's incredibly beautiful and um, a, a remarkable viewing experience. Um, and uh, I don't know, it, that you get you get a lot out of it on a rewatch as well, just because of how sort of abstract and open to 
not necessarily a different interpretation, but a different sort of emotional experience every time. Mm-hmm. Tom, you son of a bitch, I could kiss you. My uh, number 11 pick is the Tree of Life. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. my God. <laughs> Creaming over here. So the Tree of Life, um, man, what a film. Terrence Malick's masterpiece, as Tom uh, so eloquently put it. This movie encompasses, or at least attempts, to encompass the entirety of existence and is just, some would say too ambitious, but I just love this movie swings for the fences and I think it succeeds. Um, I love Brad Pitt's performance in this movie. Love Jessica Chastain. Love the classical music score. Love the 30 minute fucking dinosaur interlude. I mean, everything about this movie, I just eat it up with a spoon, inject it directly into my veins. The tree of life. It's my number 11. Alrighty. My number 11 is Mad Max Fury Road. Just barely missed the top 10. Um, another spectacle of a movie. Um, this and Dunkirk are probably the the two movies out of the last, I don't know, 10 or 20 years that have really blown me away just from a spectacle action uh, perspective. Uh, love the colors in this, the the high contrast. Uh, love all the car stuff. It's uh, it's one wild ride. Very simple in plot, which is something I love. It just focuses on the action and like the world building, and it's uh, it's a feast. It's great. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, Tom. Uh, number eleven for me is the Big Lebowski. Cult classic truly hilarious from start to finish also uh, a very very quotable movie with a fantastic mm-hmm. soundtrack and um it makes me love bowling even more than i already do <laughs> <laughs> uh nice great choice big lebowski's a good flick all right we're in it we're in it to win it number 10 for me, is David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. Uh, man, can't spend a lot of time mm-hmm. in it, but uh, absolutely <laughs> love the Silenci- the club Silencio scene. One of my favorite films, or one of my favorite scenes in all of film history. Love the uh, the weird, super scary moment where the like, I don't know, homeless monster person or whatever comes out from that alley under the underpass absolutely crazy love the uh the lesbian sex scene with naomi watts and uh what's her face just um total boner city um malone drive it's uh david lynch's masterpiece and um it's my number 10 did you know that there's a club silencio in paris based based off of uh this Based off of the movie and not this movie mm-hmm. based it off of a real club in Paris? Correct. It's like styled after Lynch's aesthetic. Oh, man. I got to go to Paris then is what it sounds like. I hear you can like get turned away if you don't look cool enough. So I can't wear a hat is what you're saying? I don't know. <laughs> Guess I'm not going then. I didn't uh, even try. <clears throat> nice. All right, Travis. Now what's your, what's your number right. time? All right, I am the biggest fan of this movie, as this list proves. Uh, my number 10 is Do the Right Thing. This movie has it all. It's uh, funny, sad, uh, 
it's uh, got great cast of characters, and uh, like Matt said, it's uh, more impactful now than ever. Maybe. Well, it's mm-hmm. not exactly what you said, but you get the gist. you got the gist of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, love the opening sequence. Love the way it looks. It's kind of a perfect movie. It's it's got everything, and I feel like the way he. R- rides the line of like humor and entertainment and like having like an impactful moment and you know like a kind of like a serious climactic ending uh is a feat and um yeah it's incredible indeed it is all right tom all right my number 10 is the court jester <laughs> excuse me <laughs> <laughs> The Court so, Jester, uh, 1955. <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> I've talked about this movie many times. Uh, it's about a. <laughs> it's about the jester for like the band of merry men out in the forest who has to sort of take on the role of the Robin Hood type figure and um, swoop in and you know defeat the evil king and save the princess and shit like that it's really funny it's sort of like uh it's sort of a musical you know sort of a song and dance kind of do everything triple threat situation with danny k um and uh it's just perfect and so funny and still holds up and uh is a childhood favorite of mine that i i still still love and watch When's the last time you watched that? Just to be curious, or just, yeah, just probably curious. two years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I have never seen it or minutes. heard of it before you. <laughs> well, you've heard of Danny Kaye, right? Uh, vaguely familiar with Danny. He Kay. was White Christmas, Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah, that's not my scene. whatever um that's the coolest pick i've ever heard in my life all right um (laughs) what was that 10 right yeah that's 10 number nine it's uh paul thomas anderson's undisputed masterpiece the master Featuring two of the greatest performances of all time from Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, man, love uh, uh, Joaquin finger-fucking that mermaid in the sand. I love uh, Joaquin uh, looking that chick's titties in the room where he made the cocktail. Love Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I love Joaquin Phoenix. Um Great, to the ocean. Great film, yeah. Walking off body. in the ocean with his lanky ass frame and his, uh, um, I was gonna say lisp. What's the crooked, uh, crooked? You know, what's what? What's the lip thing? Uh, hair lip. Hair lip. Hair. No, is it hair lip? Joaquin Phoenix has one. The f- fucked up. The fuck, that's mean. The the lip thing. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> hair lip. Yeah. He accentuates. Right. He accentuates it. Accentuates it in the master. Um, Anyway, it, just an incredible movie. I I love the, this film from start to finish. I love this. I love Johnny Greenwood's score. I love the cinematography. It's just uh, it's a masterpiece from one of our uh, greatest uh, working directors. That's uh, by the way. I, yeah, I just googled it. Hairlip is actually insulting. 
that's an offensive way to say it. You should use cleft lip. That's what I was looking for. Okay, that's why I, that's why hair lip sounded weird to me. Cleft lip is what I was looking for. Because Matt is PC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good person. <laughs> All right, uh, my number nine. Yes, sir. I'm also the biggest fan of this movie, according to this list. Uh, the Matrix. Cracking the top ten, baby. Wow, uh, that's insane. It's an amazing action movie. I love great action movies. Uh, love the aesthetic, the like cyberpunk industrial look and feel to it. Uh, and the thing I like most about this movie is it just feels more practical than like a lot of the blockbusters made these days. And I really appreciate that. Like the uh, the scene where they try and save Morpheus with the helicopter looks amazing and doesn't look or feel fake. The huge shootout in the um, like lobby is also amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's just like a, even though they do go into the Matrix and there's plenty of CG in it, the action sequences just like feel real. Um, or just not as fake. I, I I don't know how to really put it, but like even the opening sequence, like the way it's shot and Trinity running from the cops and shit, it's, or the, whoever, yeah, I think it's the cops, but anyways, it just looks amazing. I, and uh, can't give it enough credit for that. Nice. The Matrix. What a film. Dom. Uh, number nine is Suspiria. Um, I the love remake? The, Holy yeah, the remake. Shit, <laughs> Luca. You, you guys are... Well, I, it's not proceed, on my proceed, list. Don't proceed, roll me into this. Proceed. What's your problem? <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. I, I'm just surprised by these, like... I don't know. Modern Portrait movies. of a Lady on... Have you rewatched Suspiria? Yeah. I've seen it twice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, uh... No yeah, here. I I mean, you know, I you know how I feel about witch movies. They they they're the best. Um I love how grotesque this movie is. I love the look and the feel of it. I think it's kind of hot. Um <laughs> I I love the like the dance troupe, like these weird they have these weird scenes where like they're kind of working on choreography, but there's this whole undertone uh that ties to the fact that all the instructors are witches i i don't know and then um there's also some political stuff that i still don't fully understand just because i don't i don't know the setting well enough or the time um that i'm sure at some point i will i will dig into probably on the third watch um but yeah this movie does it for me the whole way through fuck yeah dude all Uh right uh, number eight, it is No Country for Old Men. Uh, I think this movie is, uh, start to finish, just an incredibly suspenseful watch. My heart is in my butthole the whole time I'm watching this movie. Uh, the coin scene, one of the best, uh, yes. one of the best uh, scenes in all of film history. Anton Chigurh, as was previously said, one of the great villains of history. Um, I absolutely adore No Country for Old Men. As we said, it's the consensus pick of this podcast. 
Travis, not to blow uh, your load before you, but I'm projecting it's going to be either your number one or your number two film of all time. So you'll have to let me know. But uh, that's my number eight. No Country for Old Men. It's huge. What would be number one if it wasn't? Uh, I don't fucking know. Survivalist. Drive? Survivalist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Should have made the list. <laughs> All right. What's uh, Travis? What's your What's your number eight? Number eight. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one. I'm going to do a little cop out here because I've talked about it a lot on the show and recently on one of our digest episodes. It is Mandy, the <laughs> ultimate revenge fantasy film. Uh, everything. The the world building, the uh, the aesthetic, the music, everything in this movie fucks, and I love it so much. Damn, dude. I knew it was going to be top ten. Wasn't sure just how high I would go, but... Huge. Number eight. All right. Huge! <laughs> Tom, what's your number eight? Uh, my number eight is 2008. Or one, 2008. <laughs> uh, 2008. 2008, Space Odyssey. the housing crisis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Space Odyssey. Um, I came to this movie pretty late. Matt was there. Um, you convinced Greg <laughs> that the the uh, monkeys in the start oh of the movie God. were monk, actual <laughs> monkeys put in monkey suits to create some I sort of weird effect, which was story. the best. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, this movie, it, I mean, it's so, uh, cool. It grows on you over time. It is very long, but it's got these like three parts that are, uh, trippier every time. It's really the obelisk in the first part, like that first 10 minutes. That's, that's enough for me to put it in the top 10. Just how much I loved the, uh, the weird energy and the vibe that was created in that of the black monolith. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. The monolith. Pretty good. The house stuff is great too. Um, Oh yeah. That's where it probably gets the most entertaining, but uh, just, I mean, it just looks so good. And those corridors are so, uh, so memorable and so imitated. You know, I'm talking about like the hexagonal or octagonal yeah. space corridors. Incredible. Um, my number seven is 2001, A Space Odyssey. Fuck yeah, is this Tom. The consensus number two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, Tom said it best. The obelisk. It's huge. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think the obelisk actually works through the screen, and it's it 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 gets you as a viewer. I yeah. might as well be a monkey on the planet. It's, yeah, the, I love the obelisk. Uh, man, it's just uh, Hal as a hero. Uh, the Donna Man scene is amazing. Giant fetus in the sky. Pretty sure that's a Beatles song. It's what a movie. Number seven, two thousand one, a space odyssey. All right, short and sweet. Uh, My number seven, this is probably the one out of my top ten that is most deserving of a rewatch. It's Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. Boo, 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 boo. I'm going to go get some bourbon while you cream over this piece of trash. Go for it. Uh, 
Yeah, it is my favorite Tarantino. Uh, I do love war movies, so that probably helps. Uh, love the cast and characters in this. Uh, this kind of gave us Christoph Waltz, who gives an amazing mm. performance. Uh, I th think Eli Roth is actually good in this movie as the Bear Jew. He's got a great moment. Uh, Brad Pitt is very entertaining and has a great look. Um, so many iconic sequences and uh, a great finale. The whole revisionist history thing that uh, Tarantino, I guess, started with this one. Uh, it's it's amazing. Love it. I like that, I too. It. I don't know why Matt hates it so much. Um, I don't hate it. It's just... Uh, Matt it's is mid, too cool. It's mid-Tarantino. Tarantino, yeah, the agree. only Tarantino worthy of being on any list anywhere is Kill Bill, as I said before. All right, 10 minutes left, boys. My number seven is Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. Start to finish. Huge. It's just going 100 miles an hour. It knows exactly what it is. Um, it's the perfect action movie. And um, uh, that's my number seven. Uh, just bought a new soundbar and subwoofer uh, for my movie room, and I tested it out with Mad Max Fury Road. So, Sick. It's just that kind of movie. <clears throat> oh, fuck. All right, number six, it's uh, Spike Jones's Her. Which, uh, Tom mentioned it earlier. Just an absolutely beautiful movie. Absolutely devastating lines in this film. Probably once a week, I think about uh, the line where Joaquin Phoenix's character says, sometimes I feel like I've felt everything I'm ever going to feel, and from here on out, it's just lesser versions of what I've already felt. I think about that Damn. all the time. Um, just a beautiful, emotional uh, masterpiece about technology and our relationship with technology. And um, I love it. So number six, it is her. Alrighty, my number six is Billy Friedkin's Sorcerer. Uh, I was pleased to see it on both of your lists in earlier episodes. It uh, it's another one of those spectacle movies for me. It's uh, also kind of a macho movie. It's just about f basically four guys who don't have much going on in their lives, um, take a job and basically risk their lives for it. And uh, yeah, just the some of the sequences in this just blew me away. Love the way it looks, love the score by Tangerine Dream. Um, it's also kind of haunting in a way, like there's some, I feel like so a little more going on towards the end of the movie uh, where maybe a character's lost his mind a bit, uh, but uh, yeah, it's great. I love the uh, the epilogue too, that uh, opens the movie. It's a little jarring, at like at the beginning, but I don't know. I feel like you you ease your way into it, but um, yeah, love it mainly for that bridge sequence. That bridge sequence is one of my favorites. Oh yeah, makes a movie. Mm -hmm. My number six is Call Me By Your Name. Uh, according to my list, the greatest wow. romance of all time. Um, I love the setting. <laughs> I love the in the time period and like the styling of the characters. And it's just a beautiful, heartbreaking um, 
story uh, with some pretty memorable sequences that have already been alluded to. Call me by your name. Uh, nice. Very nice. All right. My number, where are we on? Five? Are we in the top five? Oh, my God, guys. Top this is five. huge. Mm-hmm. My number five, it's Richard Linklater's Before. Any guesses? Uh, sunrise. sunrise. Wrong. Sunset. Richard Linklater's <laughs> Before <Whatever>. Sunset. <laughs> um, I, oh, my God. I obviously, I've talked a lot about it a lot. Is, is that the first two? or second one? Second, number two. Okay. Um, it's like 85 minutes and it does more in those 85 minutes than most movies ever made. Um, just an incredible love story. (laughs) Two people rekindling a fling that they had on a train in Europe, uh, nine years earlier. Just, um, oh my God. Every time I watch this movie, it makes me believe in love all over again. And, uh, Celine and Jesse, two of my favorite characters in all of movie history, uh, probably the best chemistry I've ever seen between two actors on a screen. Um, it's everything. I cannot speak highly enough about this movie and this trilogy in general. But uh, Before Sunset is my number five of all time. All right. Uh, my number five is surrounded by a bunch of cool movies. But uh, this one shows that I'm a human being and still have some heart. And uh, it is Paris, Texas, directed by <laughs> Vim Vendors. Uh, I, I am a champion of this movie. I watched it for the first time a few years back and kind of blew me away. Um, it is a little bit of a slower movie, and I feel like you do have to be patient with it. But uh, it is very rewarding if you uh, give into it. It's... Probably one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. It is shot by, what's that guy's name? He does a lot of good stuff. Uh, Robbie Muller, I think. Mm-hmm. He's known for uh, some other great works, but this is his uh, his masterpiece. It's got a great score as well. Lead performance by Harry Dean Stanton. Just got some great moments, and it deals a lot with like family and just trying to right some wrongs and... Yeah, there's a lot going on to it, um, but uh, I love it. It's amazing. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right, Tom. What's your number five? Number five. Picture this. You're smoking a cigarette in the rain. You're eating some Chinese noodles. A spaceship lands next to you. Oh, God. <laughs> you recall a childhood memory, and then you ask yourself, am I even human? That's Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> 1982, to be clear. Uh, yeah, just like the coolest sci-fi ever. Uh, has the great soliloquy at the end of the movie. Um, my favorite sci-fi movie. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, my number four, it's the greatest horror movie of all time. It's John Carpenter's Halloween seen it probably 20 times it is iconic i love the score i think it's so effective all of its variations throughout the film i think michael myers is scary as fuck especially the incarnation in this film because it hasn't been mythologized and turned into a whole fucking thing it's just a guy who 
there's an otherworldly feel about him because he won't die, but it's not explicit and super creepy. Um, there's like no blood in the movie. Uh, it's just uh, super effective at what it's doing. Super suspenseful and uh, kind of kicked off my love of horror movies. Halloween number four. All right. My number four, Matt mentioned this a few picks ago. Um, it is Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver. I have not grown up, and I still <laughs> adore this movie a ton. Um, yeah, Robert De Niro just gives an amazing performance. Travis Bickle is an amazing character. Uh, love the way it looks. Love the score by Bernard Herrmann. Um, it's got that like gritty, late-night New York look and feel to it. And I do love the ending as well, how it, um, I don't know how to put it exactly, but you have to kind of decide how you feel about Travis's character based on the decision he makes. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, one of those very cool, hip, iconic, classic movies that I love. It's one of the movies we bonded over when we first became friends. That and No Country for Old Men and Drive. Those were like the three. Like, yeah, dude. Realized we film, had those in common. Film bros. Film brothers. At its finest. Okay, <laughs> All right, Tom, what's your number four? Number four is The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that's your lowest the, one. The run. <laughs> the Lord this is of the Rings run. <laughs> Uh, the Return of the King is, yes, my least favorite of the three, just because oh. it doesn't have the setup that the other ones have. You know, you just got to get right into it. Yeah, it's got it's the just, payoff, dude. It's Come just on. all climax. I think my favorite part of this whole movie is the bit where um, Gandalf has to ride out into the field when the Nazgul are swooping down on the retreating soldiers, and he beams that light from his staff, and the music swells. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also love the uh the messed up looking orc who kind of is in charge of uh the uh the army who says that the age of men is over and that age of the orc has begun uh he's also a favorite of my dad's for the record <laughs> so it's keeping with anyway. the trend uh return of the king fuck yeah dude um, I was hoping that uh, your top three was going to be all Lord of the Rings movies, but yeah, that would have been. Alas, huge. you have foiled <laughs> it. So. Um, my number three. You've heard a lot about it. Here it is. It is Cold War. Wow. 2018 film by Powell Pawlowski. It is uh, perhaps the greatest love story of all time. It's Shakespearean in quality. And uh, nothing really weaseled its way up there. Well, uh, weaseled is not the uh, (laughs) term I would use, but more like (laughs) burrowed its way into my heart. Um, Just a tragic, tragic love story, but so sweet yet bitter. Um, Also, dare I say, the most beautiful film visually i've ever seen in my life that is dare i say <laughs> that is now very this guy bold, hasn't seen dune friend. yet the most <laughs> got him cold war number three get into it wow all right my number three has been mentioned previously like a lot of these but uh it is drive directed by nicholas 
winning Refn. Won't spend too much time on it because we've spent a lot of time on it in this episode and previous ones. But uh, the one thing I will say is I love the side characters in this movie. Uh, Brian Cranston gives a great performance. Love Albert Brooks as the uh, like kind of kingpin of this story. And uh, the line that's also in the trailer where he's he wants to shake hands with Ryan Gosling's character and he's like, my hands are dirty. And he says, so are mine. So, so good. Mm-hmm. Even uh, Ron Perlman's character, when he's uh, sitting at the table and uh, he like makes a remark to uh, Brian Car- Cranston's character, like, how's your leg? And he's like, I'm just fucking with you. There's just so many good, like little lines and great characters. And then all the other stuff that we've talked about before regarding it. Um, yeah, like Matt said, it is one of the coolest movies ever made, if not coolest, and uh, I've been a fan of it since it came out. Big fan. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. All right, Tom. Okay, number three is The Two Towers. Um, it's got the... I think a lot of people like this movie the most because they like the big Helm's Deep scene, which is cool. It's pretty but cool. there's so much more to The Two Towers. You got Fangorn Forest. You got... You got Theoden and the whole transformation. You got the return of Gandalf. You got Aragorn uh, uh, breaking breaking his foot when he kicks the helmet. Uh, in yeah, life. you got the you got Legolas and and Gimli bonding, and then you've got uh, you got all of um, Gollum's best lines are in the two towers as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's number three. Oh my god, it's uh, the worst of the three, but. Fair enough. Fair you know, enough. I, I could have swapped those last two. Mm. You just love them all so much. Pretty That's why they're in your top four. <laughs> um, fuck yeah. All right, number two. It's Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain. I've been championing this movie since I was 14 oh, years shit. old. I loved it before it was cool to like it. Now here I am as a cool guy getting to champion this movie. Um, it is incredible. It's beautiful. I love the way this movie looks. I love Hugh Jackman's performance. I love Rachel Weisz's performance. It makes me cry. It is epic in scale. It's a generational, not even generational, it's a love story that transcends time. And it is uh, a masterpiece. And uh, 10 years from now, we're going to be full circle on the fountain. Everyone's going to recognize it as the masterpiece that it is. I was just ahead of the curve. So number oh two God, the is the fountain. The One of the best posters. Stay tuned for the Patreon uh, <laughs> to see where it lands. But the fountain, uh, one of the great, one of the great posters of all time. All right. This one has taken a rocket ship to the top. Since it came out, what my number are two, you doing, bud? What's coming? My number two is Good Time. Oh a very, no! Yeah, very personal oh my choice. God. Uh, <laughs> fell in love with this movie before I even saw it, and uh, it rewatched uh, it at a six. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But uh, it fully met those expectations, and then some. I just love how frenetic it is. I love the uh, the brother aspect of it. I love the like on the run aspect of it. It's just 
it's doing everything that I like and it's doing it on a, like a small budget and the Safties are doing it their way and I just love it for that. Can't can't get enough of good time and the Safty Brothers filmmaking. It is my favorite, but not my number one. <laughs> Wonder what that's going to be. Hmm. My number two is There Will Be Blood. PTA's greatest movie. Uh, Daniel Plainview is an incredible character. The the best scene has got to be the oil explosion scene with that like pulsating, throbbing beat in the background um, as Plainview is just like slowly going insane and internally celebrating his the the wealth he's about to acquire as his son is simultaneously losing his hearing. Um, that yeah. was great. <laughs> Unfucking believable this movie. It is, yeah, it's very fitting, but I, it's uh, interesting to see you you break up the the trilogy. Not to spoil your number one, but uh, we all know it's coming. Matt, what's your number two? <laughs> my number one. Your number one. Your number one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to open my uh, number one film quote. Uh, excuse me. Quote? I'm going to open <laughs> with a quote from said film. Uh, what was once before you an exciting, mysterious future is now behind you. Lived, understood, disappointing. You realize you were not special. You have struggled into existence and are now silently slipping out of it. This is everyone's experience. Every single one. The specifics hardly matter. Everyone's everyone. So you are Adele, Hazel, Claire, Olive. You are Ellen. All her meager sadnesses are yours. All her loneliness. The gray, straw-like hair. Her red, raw hands. It's yours. It's time for you to understand this. It is... Charlie Kaufman's Synecdoche, New York. It is a movie that I sincerely believe changed my life. I cannot speak highly enough about this movie. For the better? For the better. Well, I mean, it made me realize I'm a sad boy, if that's your question. <laughs> um, it is everything. It's it, 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 Similar to The Tree of Life, it tries to encompass all of existence in this ultra strange meditation on creativity and, and what it means to live a fulfilled life. And I just... Every time I watch this movie, I find something new that I find brilliant, and it's just constantly revealing itself to me. Every time I watch it, there's something new that I, I grow to appreciate, and it's just... I, I, I cannot thank Charlie Kaufman enough for this movie. It is... I mean, you've heard me talk about it a million times before. Everyone knew it was going to be my number one on my list, but it's just... It's part of the reason why I'm such a big cinephile. It's part of the reason why I started this podcast to begin with. And I absolutely adore this movie. And um, that's why it's number one. Thank you, Charlie Kaufman. Wow. Can we get a round of applause for Mr. Kaufman? (laughs) (laughs) 
That was All actually right. me beating my meat is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people, you know what's coming. This mm-hmm. is the movie that got me into movies. Mm-hmm. It uh, turned me from casual to diehard movie Turns watcher. you from a noob to a sweat. Yes, this movie. <laughs> but it was a... Uh, it was a long time coming, I will say that, because uh, it took me like three tries to actually finish this movie. First time I saw it in the theater with an ex-girlfriend of mine, and she was uh, begging to leave before it ended. And just when I finally gave in, that's when we hear the words, and then I woke up, and the movie ended. <laughs> uh, so that was weird. But then the second time I watched it was very late at a friend's house, fell asleep, not due to the movie, due to my tiredness. Third time I watched it by myself, was ready to go. And uh, yeah, it kind of changed my life in uh, terms of movie watching. It just, uh, I realized there was more going on in this movie other than just trying to entertain me. And it just felt a little different. So, you know, was reading people's theories online and stuff. And that's what just kind of sparked my love of film. So I have a lot of credit to give to this movie and the Coens. Um, But on top of that, it's just an amazing thriller. It's got that cat and mouse chase aspect to it. Um, So many iconic sequences. Very entertaining and funny, like funnier than it should be. Um, And also pretty quotable. Uh, I like to throw out some quotes every once in a while that people don't uh, reference. But, you know, it's still fun to do. And, um, yeah, it's amazing. I I like how it subverts expectations. It doesn't really give you, like, that satisfying ending that you want in a movie. Um, It's so good. So, so good. Very cool. All right. Well, smoke rises from the mountain of doom. The hour (laughs) grows late. And Thomas the Gray rides to the podcast. To tell us about to his deliver his number one slot. A, no, a wizard is never late. He's <laughs> right on time. My Here is Tom. number one movie is Donnie Darko. <laughs> what? Yeah, right. Jake Gyllenhaal is so no, hot. Don't. You didn't it's know. Frank. No, don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very funny, Tom. Okay. 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 I will open up my number one with a quote as well. It's about both of you. <laughs> I don't go. know half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. <laughs> That's from Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> and it, it's from The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. And uh, when I was a young um, uh, man who read a lot of books at the time, and uh, had recently discovered Lord of the Rings, I learned that they were making them into movies. (laughs) You got to say you're reading Tolkien. (laughs) I was reading Tolkien. Tolkien. Thank you. Um, And uh, I got to say, they made these movies so true to the story, and they did such a good job with them. I never could have imagined that they would be this good. The cast is um, flawless. Mm-hmm. And um, I will never love any movies more than I love these three. And the Fellowship of the Ring is my favorite because of the 
the colors and the shire and the uh, the newness of all the you know the ring and the the ring race and um, it's got probably the most diversity of like what you get to see with Moria and um, and Rivendell and everything and that's just where I would prefer to spend my time out of the three. And I do I'd... love the climax of this with uh, Boromir, right? Yes. Yeah. Plus, Real I mean, the good. Balrog. Ah, it's just so good. Oh my god. So, Tom, you did you did buy the 4K versions, right? No, I haven't bought I haven't bought them. What didn't the you? The UHD ones. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I thought you watched them, or were you just looking at screenshots? No, I was trying to find a way to <laughs> stream them. Oh my god! But you now can. that I have you the series, act, they're on Travis's well, Voodoo. Can? They're on Travis's Voodoo. I gave no them way. to him. Yeah, the digital. Oh, well, I gave Travis the digital those. codes, but like, immediately. The reason I ask is because I was going to say that the 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 four K, uh, it's 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 a revelation because they like, the the original movies had like a green similar to um yeah same Private Ryan like a filter on it <laughs> yeah yeah okay. the, this oh my god it's a game changer dude, dude if you thought I you loved so... these movies before let me tell you just wait until you I'm watch so the 4k stoked. i need to see if i have travis's voodoo password saved because uh, i can I need to get this going i can hook you back up email is uh <laughs> password <laughs> uh <laughs> subscribe to the mind. patreon for uh travis's uh voodoo yeah. <laughs> login info special tier to unlock voodoo access Oh fuck yeah! All Over right, we did it. Titles. We did it, boys. We did it. Hundred episode, a hundred favorite films. I um, I loved it. I'm so glad uh, that you guys were here for this. I'm so glad we're still doing this. All these years later, it's crazy, right? You know, you yeah, can't. We're coming up on decide what? the times that you live in. All you can us. decide is what to do with the time you're given. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Gandalf quote. Um, that is Gandalf, right? Yeah, I fucked it up a little bit, but yeah. Well, I knew what you were. I knew what you were. I was eating up what you were serving, or however mm. that expression goes. Um, thank you so much, everybody who's listening for joining us. Uh, Travis, you are right. I think. Our first episode aired in January of 2017. So it'd be four years then, right? So it'll well, it'll be five years, two months from now. Well, that'll be right. our fifth year, but not no. a fulfilled fifth year. Do your it'll math, be... bud. 2017, January 2017 to January yeah. 2022. That's five years. 17 to 18, 18 to 19, 19 to 20, 20 to 21. And 21 to 22, five, five yeah, years. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we both arrived at the same destination. Um, truly, though, I mean, I know it took us this long to get to 100, but, you know, shit happens. Some of us have kids. Some of us, you know, get engaged and, you know. Some of us just get really into Pokemon, you know. Shit happens. So mm-hmm. I want to thank everyone <laughs> who's uh, stuck with us through all these years um thank you for sticking with us hopefully moving forward it'll be uh back to regular jesus christ regularly scheduled programming um moving forward i don't know 
exactly what the plan is for episode yeah, 101. Yeah, the last time we talked a new release on this show? <laughs> it's been a while since we have... I don't even know what the last movie was. Like, honestly, it might have been like... Well, here, I've got I've got my app in front of me. The last new movie we talked about... What was that stupid oh my sci-fi God. Netflix no, movie? No, no, no. Are you ready? It was Luca in July. Luca. Luca. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, we'll we'll probably have one, maybe two episodes before we do our, you know, our top uh, top of the year. We're just doing list shows from here on out. We're just this is a list podcast, cinephiles list jest. It's gonna be huge. Um, But truly, thank you everybody who has who has listened to this podcast. Who, if whether you're new, whether you've been around since the beginning, um, thank you so much. Um, We will return with episode one hundred and one. Uh, stay tuned to the feed for the latest episode of the Digest. Um, that will be huge. Um, any words from either of you? You want to thank the listeners? Uh, what's just just come on, bleed. Ble- let, let me hear your bleeding hearts before we uh, sign off. Tom. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yes, thank you to the listeners, of course. Uh, I have really enjoyed being on the podcast for five years. I can't believe we've done 100, 100 episodes. i got to say, really like doing the podcast. Really hate making a list of top 100 movies. Uh, Weird. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> uh, love but, your uh, list, though, Tom. You really, <laughs> really brought a good The energy. list was really something. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm Excited to keep going. I'm excited for there to be a lot of movies to watch again. Um, and uh, I feel like I've really gotten a lot more out of movies since doing the podcast. Like they've they've really become um, much more of a a true pleasure. And uh, I kind of like more, being the movie guy. You know, more People of a chore to me. Podcast. That's yeah, well, it can't be at times. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, to your point, Tom. Uh, being I love being the movie guy. Like we yeah, we fun. are all movie guys, but in our own separate friend circles, we're the oh, movie yeah. guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can be like, like oh my god, which one Tom. should I watch? This or this? And right, like, oh, Tom. You have a podcast. Easy. You watch. You watch all the movies. <laughs> what should I watch? Um, you have great taste. Yeah, you should watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, you <laughs> you should watch, you should watch the Court uh, Jester. The Court Jester. Kind of hard to get a hold of. You might Not have to order it on people. Amazon. <laughs> it's huge. We're all we're all the movie guys. And that's that's part of the reason why we we do we do so well together. All right, Travis, you gotta say something. Come on. Uh, bud. Yeah, I mean, if anyone is still listening, uh, I applaud you and thank Anybody's you. And I challenge you to uh, do a little more engagement. R- write in. Um, you know, maybe, do uh, better, listeners. Throw a throw a line on my one sentence letterbox reviews. You know, make your presence known. We've done a hundred episodes for you. It's time for you to do a little something for us. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't have said it better. (laughs) Very cool. Nice. (laughs) Okay. That's going to do it. A hundred episodes. We did it. This is one for the books. Thank you guys. Both of you. Love you so much. Thank you for doing this with me. It's been a pleasure and a privilege. Um, that's going to do it for the big 100. Give us a like. Send us an email. Cinephilesdigest at gmail.com. 
We'll be back in a couple weeks. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hasta la vista, baby. Toodles.